Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Kato Aerts, partner at Lydian in Belgium. On the program, we span the globe and receive updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region. Today, in honor of International Women's Day, we will be discussing pay inequalities in Denmark. Joining us on the program is Lisa Hoy-Falsner, partner at Plesner. Lisa, welcome. We are delighted having you on our program. Thank you for joining us. How are you today? Thanks. Happy to be here. And thank you for having me on this podcast. My pleasure. I'm very curious to hear how things are going in Denmark. So let's start off with the first question that comes to my mind when I hear about equalities. Is there equal pay in Denmark? Unfortunately not. There's a gender pay gap about 18%, according to Statistics Denmark. Also, there's an equally significant gap in the pension assets. Depending on how you calculate that, that's from 16 till 22%. So that means that women in Denmark earn less than men in the same position? Yes. According to new figures, 40% of the total pay gap in Denmark is due to women being paid less in the workplace. This is actually the case in spite of them being in the same company with the same occupation and the same job as men. This is also something that applies both to the public and the private sector. And it's unfortunately <laughs> that the figures are still like this, having been cleaned for any possible detractors in the comparison, such as women are more working part-time and men are more often being leaders. Okay, that's interesting. And is it true that Danish women are more educated than men, but that despite this, they do not earn as much as equivalent men? Because you mentioned that women are most often working part-time, so that may be the difference, or are we talking about the same position here? We're actually talking about the same position. And it is correct that women are more educated than men. It's the clear average. And actually, if we would just pick one number of the statistics, 51% of Danish women between 30 and 35 years of age, they have fulfilled a higher education. That's quite high. But it seems like men, they are better at benefiting of the education as regards to payment. So actually, men who are taking a higher education, they get more out of it than women do. Interesting. Are there any sectors where the pay gap is particularly evident? We have a quite new analysis from Statistics Denmark that shows that the most important part of the gender pay gap that turns up about 25% of Danes earning the highest pay. So actually, in the highest payments, we see the most significant differences between the genders. Okay. So it's not really linked to any sector, but it's more the higher of the hierarchical ladder, the higher the pay gap, if I understand correctly. That is correct. And also some sectors are paid much better than other sectors. And actually the sectors which have the best, the highest salaries are most often dominated by men. And those sectors with the lowest payments are often, most often dominated by women. Okay. That's a very clear finding. You mentioned that men who have higher education are better at getting 
money for that education than women are. Do you see any reasons for these pay inequalities? Well, sometimes, yes, it is mentioned this reason. But we can also see that some of the gender gap payment is not explained according to research carried out in 2020 by the Danish Center of Social Science Research. It's only possible to explain about 85% of the gender pay gap. 15% of the pay gap remains unexplained. And when you say unexplained in this regard, it means that the reason for the differences cannot be found on specific facts, like, for instance, education. Then you can only guess, and of course, there's a lot of of scientists who are working on, on this case to find out what is this explained. And sometimes they say it can be just study or it could be unjust that sometimes men are better at asking for a higher salary. And sometimes there can be some unconscious bias bringing to this result. So I think it's more difficult to handle the unexplained factors than the explained factors that we can actually see in the different sectors. Yes, for sure. That makes sense. That makes it all the harder to combat the pay inequalities. I wonder if looking at the position where women and men work in companies would help. Do you know what the distribution is of men and women at the top of companies in Denmark? Well, we have this very bad statistic in Denmark because Denmark is actually the northern country with the lowest number of female executives. We have some research by Danish newspaper Berlingske from 2022 shows that taking 1,000 of the largest Danish undertakings, there are only 76 female executives. This is actually such a bad statistic as 7.6%. That is indeed not something you'd expect from a Scandinavian country. Do you think that an equality or equal pay policy should be mandatory in Denmark, or is it mandatory, and are there any requirements for such policy? It's actually not mandatory in Denmark, but such equality policy or equal pay policy. We have some mandatory legislation regarding equal payment, but how to manage with it could be in a written policy. So I think definitely it would be a very good idea if companies had such policy. Today, there are no minimum requirements for such policy as it's not mandatory. But of course, such policies have to be in accordance with the Danish legislation on this part, which is the Danish law on equal treatment and the Danish Equal Pay Act. Equal pay is a very important issue, as we just discussed, and I'm sure indeed that an equal pay policy could help. But of course, it's just one element of equality. I wonder how things are at with diversity and inclusion in general in Denmark and how it is incorporated into the Danish labor market. Well, we have these acts I just mentioned, and we actually have them very efficiently implemented in Denmark because we have the Board of Equal Treatment. So any employee can for free file a claim through this board. It is free and it's very easy. It's actually enough with like free sentences or something like that to file a claim there. And many employees do so. And actually, if a company wishes just to ignore a decision from the board, then the board takes the case to court for the employee, free of charge for the employee. 
So actually, the implementation of these acts is very good. So we also see there's some development. We are moving in the right direction, but we are definitely not there now. That's a very interesting aspect. What impact do pregnancy and maternity leave have on women's position in the labor market? We can see that a very important reason for the gender pay gap is explained by childbirth and maternity leave. And we can see that research shows that the income of men and women is quite much parallel until the women, they have their first child, then the gap starts. So it's probably, we can guess, it's because of the absent during the pregnancy and after and the, the maternity leave, and maybe also because many women choose part-time, that can matter also. I heard when preparing for this podcast that there is a new Danish maternity law in 2022 that has been adopted. And I'm just wondering whether this will contribute to a better legal position for women. What do you think? I definitely think so, too. The law made the right for absence and benefits under paternity leave for both gender equal. And many employers have followed up and have made the payment, the salary for under leave equal for both men and women. Not all employers, but a lot of employers have done that. I think that's a very important step in the right direction. And I hope that if we do this same podcast in five years' time, the gaps I mentioned will be much less depressing. I hope so too. And it's exactly the way you say it, Lisa, a step in the right direction. And that is what International Women's Day is all about. This is all the time we have today. Thank you so much, Lisa. This has been a very interesting discussion. Thank you for your time. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for having me. And thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to connect with Lisa, please click on her bio in the description of this podcast. We also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ela.law. In addition, search the ELA website where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Kato Arts. Thanks for listening.